hold hands and close your eyes. It's half past midnight, and you're listening to the Ghost Story Guys. Welcome to the Ghost Story Guys. I'm Brendan Storr. I'm Ian Gibbs. And this is the show where we talk about spooks, specters, and all the other things watching us from the shadows beyond the campfire. Some conversations only make sense after the sun is set, and this is most definitely one. Thanks for tuning in. This is bonus episode number seven. And we're coming to you from that tiny mountain cabin you dream about but can never quite reach. How you doing, Ian? I think I'm doing better than you, Brennan. You look a little weary. I'm so goddamn tired. <laughs> What's going I'm on? I'm so goddamn tired. Well, we had to wake up early this morning. Well, early for you. Or, well, it's Saturday, man. Normal time I for regular people. I sleep in until like 11 or noon on Saturday. Most days. No. No, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Man. I mean, I'm unemployed right now, so I could. That's but... what I mean. Oh, Christ. No, no, no. But we had to get up because we had our interview with... Uh, Mysteries and Monsters. Yes, which with was, Paul. With Paul, and that was a ton of fun. He's a blast. Oh, I he like was a Paul. cool guy. I yeah. swore more on his show than I do on this one. I'm, I feel a little bit bad. Yeah, I hope he doesn't have a policy around that. <laughs> nope, we asked. Yeah, that's true. You did. I'm a professional. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a very special bonus episode. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Uh, I've got my my favorite Hawaiian shirt on. Your, I'm excited shirt on. My yes, yes. It's- it's my signaling shirt. I'm do you, happy. Do you have one of those like emotion charts and then you point to I have to a it? sad shirt. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm when happy. I have my blue shirt on, you know, I'm sad. Okay. Good my, to know. But my bright red shirt. All right. I'll yes. remember that. <laughs> uh, but it is a special episode because our long suffering researchers, Luke Greensmith and Anthony Germain are going to join us. To Yay. Meet our listeners. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Hello. So, uh, Luke is joining us, of course. Uh, Anthony's in studio. Luke is joining us via the magic of Skype from way the hell over in Liverpool, England. So, if this all sounds terrible, it's Skype. 100%, yeah. <laughs> Always blame Skype, I think, is the <laughs> the answer there. Now, uh, Anthony, you've been with us for how long now? I think this is six months. Six months for yeah. you. And so, Luke, this is just over a year for you, right? Uh, just over a year directly working, but not correspondence. That was actually a bit longer, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, probably uh, another four months or so mm-hmm. before that, because mm-hmm. you started uh, you started emailing us with some folklore stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'd listened to the Wendigo episode. I was coincidentally working on a Wendigo video game for the day job. Oh, of course, right? Because uh, can we say what you do for a day job? Yeah, yeah. So you are a uh, playtester for video games. Is that right? Yeah, I work for Sony. Uh, I can't talk about any games I'm actively working on, but we're yeah. talking about an old game now, so I should be okay without my bosses coming down me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. <laughs> you have like the dream job of every 14-year-old boy. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 yeah and like all dreams, the reality is much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's true as well. Yeah, you, you told a story. Uh, I was talking to you once, and you were telling me that you've been working on this game, and uh, it was a virtual reality game, and there was a bug that nearly blinded you. Or, 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 or caused... That was the impatience. Right, of course. Yeah, right. What happened was um, someone had accidentally tweaked something and a wheelchair asset was just like the brightest object possible in the game. It was like the heat of the sun. Oh, no. And stupid me, I was trying to look at something past it and I thought, oh, I'll just do this. I'll just, I'll just check the thing past it. I'm here to check. It'll be fine. But I'd been like so familiar with VR that I'd completely blanked on the fact that this screen is two inches from my eyeball. Right. Oh. So I take the headset off and I was like, oh, whoops. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you were done for the day then, as I recall. No, no. Um, I've, I've blundered into three different um, issues. 
which impacted my health somewhat. And every time I went to have to lie down in the canteen for a while, took some painkillers and got back on it. Wow. Man, if I, I stubbed my toe at work, I'm like, I'm done for the day, man. I'm going home. Bergman's <laughs> gone. That's right. So Wendigo, I mean, Jesus, Wendigo episode was number four. That was a long time ago. That was a while ago, man. Did you hear that when it came out or did you hear that out, sort of come to No, I believe I was binge listening. I was... Um, Going through a weird patch of life wherein I've been waiting for four or five hours for a train okay. um, from the end of work to getting to sleep. Right. This was before I moved into Liverpool for work because I wanted to make sure that like, work was going to be stable before I did that. So I just hung around in the, um, the city. I was at like a 24-hour gym and I was listening to the ghost story guys while I worked out. Wow. I guess that'd be, uh, what do you call it? Um, Distracting. So tired. Uh, encouragement. I don't want to be like these assholes. I better work out. <laughs> Bit of like um, uh, a Christmas carol. It's like, this is how you could go wrong. <laughs> like, stop putting on the treadmill faster. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And so, Anthony, now, now the, your road to the Ghost Story Guys was a little more circuitous. Yeah, my, my road to the Ghost Story Guys began with an, another podcast called Mysterious Universe. Yes. And uh, you were interviewed on it for uh, your book available. Strange little place available everywhere. Fine books is old. <laughs> oh, please you got to stop. it before me. <laughs> oh, he always will. He yeah. always will. Um, so when you mentioned being in Victoria at the time, I was like, "Well, who the hell is this guy? This is awesome." So I sent you an email about going for beers. But right at that time, uh, I found out that my aunt was very sick with uh, liver failure. Right. And so I started testing to donate right, my, a, a portion of my liver to her. And so I couldn't drink. Right. So I <laughs> stayed away from responding to our emails. So I became the, the donor and my family did a GoFundMe campaign. This is, geez, about six months after I had first reached out to you. Right. And you donated to it. I, yeah, I did, and uh, which is funny because I saw it first because I, I know someone in your family. That's as right. it turns out, we, yeah. we have a, we sort of had a connection. I used to know their their ex partner. That's right. And uh, so I knew them that way. And it came up the first time, and I thought, oh, tons of people had donated. Right. And I thought, ah, oh, he's fine. They're fine. So I'll leave it because I don't I don't go anywhere unless I'm called. I don't I don't <laughs> unless I need it. I'm like, ah, I got shit to do. Uh, but then it came up again months later, and I said, okay, it's they're still short of the goal. So I'm, I thought, okay, well, you know, that's then, then obviously my, my, you know, I can help out there. So that's just funny how that kind of kept kind of coming up. Well, what was really funny is that we were in Edmonton getting ready for the surgery. We were only a couple days away from the surgery itself. Right. And, uh, my wife was kind of looking at the campaign page and she said, Hey, is this Brennan's store, the mysterious universe guy? And I was like, yeah, yeah. The logic, the truth guy. Yeah. He donated. What? <laughs> so then we kind of did the backwards investigating and found out how we had already been, you know, somewhat connected. Yeah, that's cool. And then I sent you a message before the surgery saying, as soon as my liver grows back, we'll have some beer. And that's how, that's how we met. The first time we met was actually at your book reading in, um, or sorry, Ian's book, book reading. The book launch, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the first time that we met, but I had been binging the show. Right, 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 right. At that time, because while I was healing, I had to exercise. Right, right. I had to go for long walks. That's what I listened to while I walked. That's cool. Oh, so I was caught okay. up on everything by the time I actually met you. Right. right. Yeah. And now your liver does grow back, right? Like a it starfish? It does. It grows back very quickly. Really? Very quickly, yeah. So they removed 
65% of my liver, the entire Wow. Liver. Holy shit. And wow. Yeah, they put it into my aunt. And then for me, like, I'm able to have a beer after three months. That's incredible. And enough of it's back and it's functioning back. In a, uh, and are you fully? I'm good. Yeah. And how's your aunt? She's great. Yay. You wouldn't recognize that. That's amazing. amazing. The liver does way more than we think it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now I don't, I didn't regrow my right lobe. I just right. have a really big left lobe. Oh. It kind of grows like an earthworm. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. That's amazing. So like three months later when I was like, when I got the go ahead to have a beer, I was like, Brennan, let's go, go have a beer. <laughs> That's awesome. And I remember too, because you, you kept having like these sort of pains in your, in your stomach yeah. and you like, you kept kind of tapping your abdomen. Yeah. I thought, Is, are you all right? It was your liver <laughs> growing back. It was, it was my, uh, my abdominal muscles stitching back together. It gets wow. really, really sore because they, they cut right down f- from just below your sternum and then they go all the way across the middle of your abdominal oh, muscles shit. so that they can open you up. You. Of course. Get yeah. It. yeah, they yeah. unzip you, yeah. Yeah. So the only thing really for me now is that I don't have a gallbladder. Right. And Why? Just because? Because it's it was underneath the right lobe. So boom, it's gone. It's gone. It's out of there. It's out of there. Wow. They, they can't connect it to something else, right? Wow. So I don't have a gallbladder anymore, which means if I eat fatty food, I'll get heartburn. Oh, uh, shitty. And I got a kick-ass scar. Well, that's pretty that's sweet. Right. Yeah, that's Chick, it. Chick Did you get them to put in apps? Like, I, that's what I would do. I'd be like, no the ab implants. Yeah, the, yeah. The, you're in there anyway. Yeah, but the ab on the bottom, uh, the bottom right hand side, it it hasn't come back entirely to life yet, so it bulges out. Oh. So my pot belly is only on one side of my my <laughs> abs. Awesome. Oh, I'm gonna tell people that's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. donated like 90 percent of my that's organs. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's. How I became a ghost story guy, as it were. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And so it's, it's funny how we all end up. Yeah. Far more dramatic than my story. <laughs> yeah, we, we had coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had coffee in a coffee shop. So um, you guys have coffee and go, yeah, let's do a podcast. Yeah. And then somehow me and Anthony both get the via exercise of that's all things. Right. That's right. You had to exercise and I had to go oh, for walks. Interesting. Maybe <laughs> you should exercise Maybe we should try exercise or something like <laughs> that. <happen. laughs> Jesus, I, 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 we mostly just get together and eat. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> yeah, like you, you got, uh, you know, we, we got to the studio and I, like, I had this thing of uh, microwave uh, scrambled eggs. That I was just hastily shoving in my face because I was trying to get something so I, I wasn't falling asleep standing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and of course, the fried chicken is a, Ugh, a regular that's our, staple. That's our touchstone. Yes, the spiritual experience. For better or for worse. <laughs> so now, you guys, how terrified are you right now? Being on mic. <laughs> on the show is this is this distressing i thrive on attention i'm not bothered <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. and and because so, you've done some interview work right luke like you're sort of you're very active in the horror community in liverpool yeah yeah i mean i could do more and should push to do more but i've done a little bit of interview work i did that um panel for 30 days of night uh, so i do get around right and, and but you're relatively new to the mic Anthony. i'm brand new to to this this yeah this is it stage. is it terrifying is it? No, it's just that I finally get to talk back to the podcast. <laughs> you know, like that's the, I listen to it and and Ian will mention something and I'll start talking to my headphones. <laughs> but now I actually get to do it, so nice. it's not it's not scary, but it's 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 new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. Well, I, I saw that there's that meme that uh, you ever want to feel like a ghost or uh, listen to a podcast and know a piece of trivia that they're trying to remember. Yeah, yes. yeah. Shouting at it. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope Anthony, you don't start screaming like, shut up, you idiots, shut up. I never do. I okay, never do. Good. It's like the first time, actually, uh, I was at work and I was I was on somebody's roof 
And I, they were trying to talk to me, but I had my headphones on because I ignore people as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And uh, you started talking about dowsing. Right. And I said, I know how to do that. And they thought I was talking to them, <laughs> right? Because they were talking to me that I didn't know about. That's right. funny. And yeah, so I, I had to take my headphones off, which means I had to pause it, which means I had to listen to what this goddamn person is going to say yeah, to me. living human. So you kind of ruined my day. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does it to me all the time. It happens a lot. You get used yeah, to it's it. a common theme. Yeah. I had a similar sort of thing where instead of like talking to the podcast, I immediately went and did like a massive email saying, hey, this is all the stuff you didn't mention about Wendigos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we really need to revisit that. I, I picked up um some kind of, fuck, what was it? I picked up a book on Wendigo after, after getting your first emails. And it's sort of a rarer one, apparently. So I'd love to, and I know you've done a lot of work, done a lot of research rather into that since. So I think that's something we should yeah. revisit uh, this year is, is the Wendigo. We had a kid's book, we used to, or it was in a kid's book we used to read to my son and uh, written by uh, an Inuit author. Right. Um, about how they would lure children down to the ice. The parents would always, you know, don't go near the ice. They oh, were yeah. on the ocean. And, uh, what, and it was the Wendigo that was there waiting for them. Right. And in the end, one of the kids does go to the ice. And um, how this other kid negotiates with the Wendigo and actually tricks the Wendigo into oh, giving the, cool. the kid back. Yeah, it was a really good story and, and that stuck in my head for sure. So when we were doing that episode, that's uh, those were the pictures I had in my head of the Wendigo. That sounds like the um, Ojibwe um, stories because the, the Wendigo in the Ojibwe tribe stuff, it's more like a... Uh, fairy tale ogre and it can be outsmarted right. right and it's lots of like stories about children interacting with them as like uh, moral lessons oh always right and, and for the inuit i mean the ice the broken ice would be the greatest fear especially for your children uh, oh, they, of course there, there's also a lot of uh because I'm, I'm a sasquatch guy right yeah you, you have a tattoo of sasquatch on your scalp i do wow. i do yeah. found him yeah, yeah. <laughs> i do because i went through all that just so that i could i don't know if it's a pawn or whatever but it's just so that when my hair grows back and you can't see bigfoot it doesn't mean he isn't there oh <laughs> my god that's god. funny i call you a nerd but i'm worried you'll hit me oh yeah. man we are a little scared of you <laughs> well no you shouldn't be I'm, I'm, I'm a puss just ask the guy who put the tattoo on my head um but the thing is is that when it comes to wendigo a lot of the legends are, are quite similar. Yes. Uh, yeah. Between uh, how, you know, the Bigfoot would be like, they take their kid. Right. Um, and then and then you get like the giant friendly California guy who's going to welcome you to the state. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, the, a lot of a lot of the, the, the legends and the stories are, are quite similar across mm -hmm. the board between mm -hmm. Bigfoot and Wendigo. Well, we, we were just talking to Paul about this on Mysteries and Monsters. There was that young boy, uh, I can't remember where it was, but um, he was missing for three days, two or three days. Yeah. And they just found him yesterday. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he said he, he spent two days with a bear. Bears, he hung out with bears. They he took care of him. Yeah. Dude, That's amazing. If you go back through David Pilates stuff, the missing yeah. 411, that turns yeah. up more than a few times. Uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. I don't know. I, I, I don't believe necessarily in the idea of the, um, you know, the undiscovered wood ape. But I do think that something we sort of have, have come to regard as Sasquatch exists. Yeah. Because I think too many people have seen it. Smelled to, it. Yeah, it smelled it. <laughs> right. I think it, to write it off completely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I might actually talk about this on the show. I had a friend out camping uh, just a little bit up island here. And one night, this stank smell came over the whole camp. And everyone, everyone got kind of a funny feeling beforehand. And then there was just this stank. And it l stuck around for a little bit and then moved on. There's tons of Bigfoot stuff up island. 
tons. Oh, oh really? Isuk, oh, yeah. I hear about it all the time. In Isuk, Isuk to Malahat, Duncan. Yeah. Like, it's it's quite heavy. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I know Isuk in general is a very powerful place. Oh, yeah. You know, we talked about this on the early shows, because that's the literally the only place in the world where someone has asked me to come hiking with them, and then later I've gone back on my own. And I can't tell you how unusual that is, because yeah. I don't give a rat's ass about hiking. Yeah. And I drove out to Isuk Park twice by myself. It's beautiful one, out there. It's gorgeous. I love it out there. But I was just something about it. And one time in the rain, I was I was following the path in the rain. And then after a while, I was crawling over rocks and I realized, Jesus, I've lost the path. And I turned back and I managed to get back. But it, it occurred to me, like, where the fuck was I going? Yeah. Mm. yeah. But uh, And then you mentioned that a lot of stolen vehicles end up Absolutely. He's sick. They drive them out there, set them on fire. That and the Malhat. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a weird place. That must place. be a bit of a strange experience. It's like, haha, this is fun. I've just set this thing I stole on fire. Oh, I've got to walk home now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm assuming they have a buddy system. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of like Uber for criminals. I don't know how that works. You might be credited with too much intelligence. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I actually was told a story by a guy. I can't say who. Uh, but when he was younger, him and his buddies, they stole a car. They set it on fire. And they let it go over a cliff. And they said it was really disappointing because once it was out of out of range, it was just gone. Well, you expect that big 1980s action movie yep. explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, did, no. it did not happen. And then they had to walk home. I think they did. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Instant karma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, no, going back to Sasquatch, is, is that really a thing in England, Luke? Um, I, I know over here it's such a sort of integral part of First Nations lore, but is that much of a thing over in the UK? Uh, No, we're very much about our black dogs. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the same sort of thing, though. Aren't there big cats in England, too? Big mystery cats? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a mix there. Like, there's old wild cats and stuff, but mostly what will happen is stupid rich people have an exotic pet, <laughs> and an exotic right. pet will go and be an exotic wild animal yes. again at some point. And you'll occasionally get, like, um, photos there. It's like, ooh, mysterious beast. It's like, that is a panther. It's clearly eating its own and run away. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw a video once of these rich idiots who had a, I want to say a pet leopard or tiger or something, and it started clawing them. And I thought, good, good. I don't (laughs) feel bad for you. I feel bad for the animal because you're probably going to destroy it. But what kind of moron? has an animal like that as a house pet. But in the States, people get eaten by their exotic pets all the time. There was a show for a while. I don't know if you ever saw this one. I loved it. Uh, It was this guy who was an animal wrangler, and his specialty was helping people um, remove, not kill, but like take out and take away their pets, exotic pets like chimpanzees and other things that are now, they turned on them. And they didn't know what to do with them. Jesus. So his job was to go in and like, this one guy had like seven lions and he's like, eh, I don't stupid. know what to do. I can't afford to feed them anymore. I'm shocked. Um, and so they got a semi and they got in there. But this one family um, had a chimpanzee who literally tore apart the family dog. Oh my God. Yeah. And was now going after the children. That's fine. And this guy had been brought in. <laughs> this guy had been brought in because the wife is like, my husband's at work. I need you to come and take the chimp away. The husband didn't want to take the chimp away. He didn't want it gone. So this guy went in there and he got the chimp out of there and it went to live in a sanctuary. But people are stupid. Yeah. They're just stupid. Look at giant cats and the people get eaten by these giant cats. Yes, all the time. When you've got a big cat, it's just a big cat. Think how often that your small cat has a temper tantrum and claws you. That's but a tiger. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's a terrifying thought. And I mean, the litter box... 
for a tiger? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, you just fed him a goat. Like, imagine how that's <laughs> oh, going yeah. Out. It's going to be some big tiger logs. I can't believe well, you just used the term tiger logs. I'll be cutting that out. <laughs> really? Actually, I like it that. It should be a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> tiger logs. Brennan says. Birch opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tiger logs. It's been a while since we had some new shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially now the Ghost Force children are your children, Nathaniel and Kiki. Uh, I am loving that. When he told the arcade owner, or no, when you were in the arcade and you told whoever it was that, that, was that, a, they, that your was kids great. are in the arcade, that was fantastic. You I know, don't know where that came from. It's a it's a it's great brilliant. story, but I swear to God, that's going to dog me to the end of my days. Oh, I will ensure that. <laughs> If hell is a real place, you're determined to go and investigate every nook and cranny of it, Brennan. Wait until Father's Day. Oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) God almighty. I I, I actually had a message from Cherie the other day on Instagram, and she was saying that she just gets a a, a real kick out of that story, and I said, oh man, I'm glad someone does. Oh, I do. Everybody does. Everybody Everybody but you. The fact that you had to justify to a stranger why you had to be in an arcade and invented children to do it. I just, it's so layered it's so multi-layered i don't know i i I, it just came to me and i'm for some reason i couldn't just say oh no i'm just here playing some pinball i know i get it they have a pinball league there i I could have lied and said i'm in the pinball league no i get it you know but you went into a full shame spiral and it took you to a very dark place we took a journey where you had phantom children (laughs) yeah And I love that that person then told you what a great dad you were. Oh, that was just that was icing. Yes, icing on the cake. The cringe. Yeah, the I'm cringe gonna, from now on, you're going to get like world's greatest dad mugs. I'm just going to source those for you. Oh, don't get me any more mugs. <laughs> get me a world's greatest dad shirt. That's fine. Or a tie. Or, or a tie or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, I have so, everyone buys me mugs. I, like, I own one mug. It's, it's, it's a pottery, it's a piece of pottery I, someone gave me. Almost 20 years ago. That's so weird. I have one too, 20 years ago. Really? And I used this mug. He got it from like Lunenburg or something. <laughs> and I use it all the time. Yeah, it's the only mug I use. That's it's so the, weird. Uh, unless I'm making coffee, because I don't like having coffee taste in my tea mug. Oh, aren't we fancy? Well, because wow. it's, it's wow. like having different forks for your salads. Or yeah. Something. Aren't oh, no, we okay, now, it's, now it's on. Now it's on. <laughs> Do you have a grapefruit Tune spoon? in to the next episode when we channel Ian and Anthony. <laughs> Strangled mysteriously who killed themselves with their microphone cords. Because Brennan's killed us with his salad fork. What would the kids think? Yeah. <laughs> You need to be a good example for your kids, goddammit. Oh, I hate you all. <laughs> the hate best thing about these um, random kids is like, we're going to induce like the Phantom Kids episode for Brennan at some point, like the old <laughs> experiment where they pretended that a ghost was real and induced a paranormal activity. I There's going to be that, that, but with Lil and the Fanyol and Kiki. Yes, and uh, Brennan, Brennan will have to go to like uh, middle school concerts with the terrible <laughs> bands and oh. then report back on it. God, I hate kids. <laughs> I hate kids, kids so hate you. much. Yeah, I know they do, really, they do. I mean, I don't really hate. Like, I have a niece who's. I think she's. Uh, <laughs> gonna be ten. Gonna be ten. This she's year. somewhere in the double digits. Yeah, I think over eight. I don't know. No, I think she. Yeah, she turned. She turned nine last year. She'll be ten this year. Uh, and I'm. I love the hell out of her. You know. But she's. She's a cool kid. Yeah. And but I don't. I'm not good at relating to kids because right. I just talk to them like I talk to people. Kids weirdly like that. Though. They love that. They yeah. love that. They have enough people in their lives talking down to them or bossing them around. I've always found that you talk to the kids the same way you talk to anybody else. They're gonna connect. With well, you. my kid is gonna be 17 at the end of February. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And um, that's terrifying. I I don't I don't hate him. Right. <laughs> I just hate everyone he knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? Your kid's different though. He's a smart kid. That's why I don't hate him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. 
Yeah, no, my, my niece is a great kid, but yeah, going to the high school, I had no idea how to talk, yeah. like at what level, because especially being in a school setting. Right. Well, less swearing. Yeah, that's it. I and really no talking about boobies. Yeah, I yeah. had to sort of self-censor. I'm like, okay, I can't, and I ended up dropping a motherfucker at one point. Oh, jeez. Class talking to him. Thankfully, it's a grade 11, 12 yeah. class. But then when I went down to the grade eight class, and I, I know I told the story before, but they said, the teacher actually said, you can't talk to them the same way. And so I keep going stuff, frack, you know, or whatever, you know, and, yeah. and, and you know, these kids are thinking, what's this guy's fucking problem? Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah. but, uh, That's oh funny. man, it's, you know what, when you're talking like, depending on, on the age of these people, um, it's when shit goes to stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff. The big man talks like daddy on the weekend. <laughs> um, actually, that sort of brings me to a question. Being in a place like that, especially with those kids and being really open about all this paranormal stuff, because I, I, I couldn't just talk about the book from a dry perspective because I just, I don't think writing a book is that interesting. So I had to kind of be open about, well, these are my experiences and, and this is sort of what I've been through. How easy has it been for you guys? Because I know Luke, you, you when you came to us, you were, you're still pretty skeptical, I think, but I think you were more skeptical when you came to us. But you have had a, couple, a handful of experiences. How easy is it for you to be open about, uh, like say, working with us or, or your own experiences? Oh, I'm completely open about it. I mean, I can't be incognito. Right, because you there are... There is no way for me to try right? and pass as normal, so I don't even bother trying. Because, <laughs> what are you, 6'2", six, 6'3"? Uh, I'm 6'10", and I weigh 300 pounds. 6'10"? Holy, Holy shit. Wow, you're like a human rock. I had no idea. I have to s- duck through door frames or I will get a headache. Wow. wow. That's incredible. I had no idea you were 6'10". I knew you were tall. I didn't realize you were a giant. Well, and in England, there's so I many actually, I'm a giant. Yeah. Shorter, shorter door frames. Like, you, you go to these <laughs> you know pubs from the 1700s, I'm going to have to duck. And I'm only 5'8". <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been to like historic towns like York, Chester, and that's quite interesting. But no, but back to like just the England specifically, I don't know if it's everywhere, but if you are six foot six or higher you are medically defined as a giant so i am literally a giant wow that is so cool wow and and do you spend a lot of time under bridges or oh no sorry that's That's ogres ogres yeah Yeah, that's my territory (laughs) (laughs) trolls on the bridges ogres in swamps and where do giants hang out sky Sky Um, castles hills (laughs) hills in the hills was on a hill that's where i'm from oh excellent there you go but uh, anyway, so you were saying, you, it's hard for you to be inconspicuous. Yeah, I can't pass for normal, so I just don't even bother. So I'll talk to anyone about anything. And do you find people respond to that, or do you get sort of a little bit of that, mm, I'm not too sure about this? Well, I, I try not to hang around with normal people myself, so it seems to work out fine. <laughs> oh, that works. Yeah. Fair enough. How about you, Anthony? Well, it's the same for me. It's impossible to be inconspicuous. I mean, I've got, I've, as we said earlier, I have a tattoo on the side of my head. Yeah. You know, like I've got tattoos all the way up and down, and uh, so... I, I, what's the point of blending in? That's Fair fucking enough. boring, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I, it depends on who I'm talking to about uh, about anything paranormal. Of course. But for the most part, I don't care if they're like, oh, look at this kooky guy. Right. Right. You're already looking at a kooky guy. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Screw it. Yeah. Fair enough. But other than that, no, it's 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 pretty easy. Like when when Aiden when it came out that Aiden, my son. Uh, he he's got sensitivities too. Right. I was a, I was actually a little devastated. Oh really? Yeah, because you know, as a dad, you're like, God, it'd be so much easier to go through life without that these whole extra layer, yeah, things yeah. Right. around you. There's already enough weird shit around everyone. Yeah, true enough. But when he kind of came to it that I do have these sensitivities and I need to learn what to do with them. Right. I was like, 
Right on, buddy. Okay, I can help, help you with you. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Right. So he went about it a way that I'm very happy he did. Right. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. And you, I mean, you, you're way more open now about your paranormal experiences. Yeah, I mean, usually it would come up at dinner parties after too much wine. You know, everyone's kind of in a mellow mood. The candles are going lower. It's dark. And we would start talking about ghosts. And I would talk about some of my own experiences and sensitivities, which is how, as we talked with Paul, I would end up being invited to go with people to their final walkthroughs before they put an offer in on a house. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, oh, so, you know, how's the house? The house? Um why do they sound like a 1940s newsreader? Oh, hey, hey, Ian, hey, tell chief. us about the house. Yeah, what do you think, Spot? Is there any ghosts in the living room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because that's how people are after they drink wine. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then, so doing, then doing the ghost walks. But see, you could still kind of distance yourself from that because it's like, well, it's all history and stories. And right. you didn't have to do any personal investment in it, although I'd had multiple experiences and way too much sensitivity for my own good. But it was when the book came up. And then it was like, all right, if I do this, your name's on. That's it. it. There's yeah. no turning back. And I was determined to not just write the book from a reporter standpoint. I wanted to make it different because most ghost books are written that way. They're either fully immersive, like ghosts are tickling my feet even as I write this, or they are uh, 100%. Well, this person claims, you know, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to kind of go down the middle. So my idea was the history the paranormal stories and then how I felt sure. in that location. And yeah. that's the sort of different angle I took. And with that, it was like, well, I'm done for now. Like, that's it. I'm, I, I put a stamp on myself and honestly, it hasn't been bad at all. No one's disparaged me, called me names. In fact, if anything, it's made people more comfortable, even at work. And I work at a police department where people will come to me and go, so I had this thing happen. Right. And in a kind of a, you will get this uh, sort of way, which has been actually really great. Um, yeah. And I think it gives people a nice, safe place to tell that story where they couldn't really tell it any other place because they don't want to be seen as believing in ghosts. Right. And I said to Brennan earlier, my favorite phrase is, I don't believe in ghosts, but. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then they tell you their story. It, it, because if you ask somebody if they've experienced something strange, they say, no, not at all. No, not at all. Oh, you know, wait. Because it happened so much that it's normal or it happened so right. long ago. Right. And, then, and then as they're telling the story, they're like, well, then I saw this one full body apparition wave at me from yeah. across the street. Yeah. It's like, that wasn't strange? Yeah. Well, I didn't think of it until just now. Well, and I don't ask, do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. I ask, have you ever had anything weird happen? Yeah. Yeah. Because you will get two very different answers. Mm -hmm. right. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a difference between a belief in ghosts and this is a weird thing that happened. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I remember uh, when I, I did an interview with um, uh, Rev, Rev Quarterly last last October, and he asked me, oh, do you believe in ghosts? Because he thought this would be a quick question. And I went, <laughs> oof, well, and the poor bugger, you know, I was on the phone for another hundred years. Because <laughs> um, it, it's such a loaded phrase, right? I believe in experiences. Absolutely. Yep. And energy. Yep. But in terms of, well, what is a ghost? I mean, geez. There's so many different experiences out there. Yeah. That's it. And so many different interpretations. Because yes. I don't necessarily think that, you know, that you can across the board say a ghost is a, the spirit of the departed. You know, I right. don't, because I don't always believe that. No, I think there's different kinds of energy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it's, it's hard to hard to classify those things. And you really got to be careful of the language. In well, the email somewhere, you probably got my long rambling manifesto on what weirdness I actually thought. <laughs> and it's just a case of, I, I don't believe there's external powers as such. I just think that... Um, 
uh, people are so weird. We actually, how we're constructing and how we're seeing things that you can encounter things like that without it necessarily being um, great aunt Gladys back from beyond the pale. Right. right. Satan wouldn't let her go. It's definitely not her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and also for me, uh, and I've mentioned it in a couple emails that I've, that I've handed to you guys and uh, like, it, it, it was religious upbringing that totally backfired. Yeah. Because if anything, anything outside of the ordinary, it was Satan. Absolutely. Oh, was That's demons. why I was raised too. That's why I was raised too. And yeah. for me, it was like, really? I wonder what they have to say. Yeah. <laughs> so it got me more interested in it. It made me more open to it, ironically. Totally. It made me far more open to it. I mean, yeah. if I'm going to believe in a giant guy in the sky you have who finds me parking spaces, yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to believe in something that is currently making a noise in my house. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, I've lost my car keys. Oh, great omnipotence to create a little creation. Could you just like let them loose, please? Yeah, because you've got nothing better to do. That's it. My, my yeah. friend and I used to joke about that. The God's over here. He's making universes, making universes. Hey, hey, hey. I don't want that football team to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole, like, you know, any kind of fundamentalist opinion on, like, yeah. you know, homosexuality. Right. You know, hey, hey, no. Don't put that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong end, stupid. <laughs> you know, like, making universes, making universes. Hey, you guys can't love each other. Like, That's come right. on. Come yeah. on. There's no way, there's no way that something has such personal specificities to it. Right. Uh, no. You know, don't touch yourself? Then yeah. why'd you give me hands? Yeah. yeah man. Why do they reach? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the T-Rex, he was cursed. Like that yeah. guy, God did not want that guy jacking up. But the T-Rex hugged a lot of logs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's a t-shirt the t-rex hugged a lot of logs tiger logs that's what I was gonna say that's where tiger logs come from oh, oh it all comes together it all makes yeah, sense now yeah. the circle of life <laughs> has being involved with the show changed your opinions um, on anything or has sort of expanded your the way you looked at these subjects or is it pretty much sort of the same you kind of came in with with an opinion and this has just kind of helped uh, solidify that it hasn't changed my opinions but it has made me um, put more effort into digging up and looking at these things because, like, it's mm. like take it for granted before. And I was like, oh, this, that, the other. Yeah, it was like, um, like again, we went back to the first thing. It says, oh, hey, you guys missed some interesting stuff about um, Wendigo folklore, and they basically you you then go, okay, cool, what's that then? And then I go, I've got to put this in words now. I've got to do some, I've got to look this up. So it's like really pushed me to widen my knowledge of these areas. Yeah, which just infers back on like stuff I enjoy anyway. It infers on like writing, and I think it's actually made um, me a lot more on the ball, a lot more um, like picking up detail and uh, finding new interesting things with this which I just would have just been like in the back of my mind going oh yeah that was a thing <laughs> right. I'm, cool. I'm right there with you in fact like if I can uh, use a something that I'm, I'm you guys both know I'm very interested in the gold rush yeah sure right you had to do a lot to get that gold yeah well yeah you yeah. had to really like people would think oh well there's gold there Let's oh. go get it. But you'd have to do a lot of steps. Take a, you know. It was awful. You have to it was sift awful. Through it. Yeah. I've, I've run it. a sluice box. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when you get the gold, it's there. So you, <laughs> yeah. you keep on digging and you keep on going. So it actually has driven me to, to look deeper, and sift through a lot of silt. But you, you, you find you find it. You find yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So it's affected the way that I actually like research. Right. Yeah. For me, it's patterns, I think. It's the personal stories. I mean, the subjects are great and, and all that, but my passion is really those personal stories that people share and the way the same 
types of things mm-hmm. keep happening and people relating to certain situations, the same sorts of feelings. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and that, so I came into it with that cause I've read a lot of ghost story books and people's accounts, but what really has, has sent it is all the people emailing in and saying, this was my experience. Mm. And now I can look at it and go, Oh yeah. Yeah, I've I, I I know exactly what's going on here, and I've seen, well not exactly, but I've seen this before. I know how to sort of characterize this, right? And it just adds to uh, my ability to, in some ways, and it's happened circumstances to help other people and say, hey, you know what? No, 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 don't be freaked out. This is normal. I've heard of this before. This is probably what's going on, and and don't don't worry about it. So uh, that's the part I've really enjoyed about it. Yeah, for me, the the, the emails have been huge. Yeah. You know, learning that this show actually makes a difference to people has, has been a, a, a big deal for me because, you know, I, I started writing back in 2009, you know, I wrote a little bit in high school, but never went anywhere, you know, cause I just right. didn't understand how, I mean, growing up in Revelstoke, I had no idea how anything connected to anything else. Right. You know, like making, making things was something other people did, you know, it, it just happened somewhere. Right. I mean, it didn't even occur to me. You could do those things. So I stopped writing and I, you know, I, I worked in the family store and that was pretty much my life. And then, uh, December, 2009, I was talking to a friend about doing restaurant reviews and he said, yeah, that would be great. So I said, well, let's do it. And I, so I, I got everything up and running and, and he just never followed through. <laughs> so I did it. Yeah. And I started, you know, writing restaurant reviews. And I mean, Victoria was there was few enough places at the time that people read them, mm-hmm. but I didn't really find it fulfilling because I don't give right. a rat's ass writing about food, right? Because right. I don't. Whoa, I don't... easy. <laughs> writing about food. Oh, okay. Right. I love food. I yeah. just don't care about writing about it. And this is bad. Well, you might get I... free food if you're writing about it. Sadly, no. Everyone thinks that, but you don't. <laughs> no. Because no. you can't, I mean, unless you're working for mm-hmm. um, like a paper that's expensing you. Right. You can't just go in and say, I'm X. I mean, people tried. I but... did some Yelps. <laughs> yes, do I Do you remember when Yelp was a thing? I do. I wrote hilarious Yelps. <laughs> People loved them, of but it never really went anywhere. Yeah, and, that, and neither did my thing, and it, because it was just like, eh, you know, it's so hard to be seen. It's yeah, so hard exactly. to, to get views to cut through the noise. Yeah, whereas like the show has been has been great for that. And when I see the emails and see that people are connecting, and yeah, uh, you know, and I see their experiences, I think, oh, okay, this that for me has expanded my sense of connection, being able to say, okay, no, what we do can matter. Well, I'm from literally all over the world. That's what I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's amazing to me. We had, we have a patron from, uh, I think, Denmark? Yeah, Denmark. Cool. Yeah. And we have, some Australia, and it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think we have any patrons in Australia. Yet. Oh, sorry, I meant like But emails. listeners, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we have listeners. Are you I, hearing that, Australia? We need some patrons from you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, we actually, we've had a, a weird uptick of listeners in Germany. Mm. I know. Not touching that one. Nope. Don't say anything. <laughs> we don't want that to go down. <laughs> Thank you. I love Germans. I love their cars. I get along very well with Germans. Yeah, you bratwurst. I love when I found out the Germans eat meat for breakfast. I was thrilled. Right and cheese. Oh, sorry, but cheese. Yep, they're big on cheese and bread. I was uh, back in 2008. A friend of mine was playing semi-pro volleyball over in uh, Buell, Germany. So I went over there and we hung out for a while. And um, yeah, I remember for breakfast we went for Wiener Schnitzel. And just I love Wiener Schnitzel. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, I was thrilled. Bring it, deep fried meat. Come on. Yep, sold. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm a big, big fan. Love Germany. All right. Well, I think we're going to bring the, um, I think we're going to bring it to a close. Uh, we're going to um, continue this, of course, uh, for patrons afterwards. If you want to be a patron of the show, head on over to patreon.com slash ghost story guys. There are tiers at the one, five, 10 and $20 level. And that gets you access to our bonus episodes, which uh, is usually one or two a month, mm-hmm. anywhere from 25 minutes to an hour long. 
and uh, and a number of other pretty cool things. So again, that's patreon.com slash ghost story guys. Luke and Anthony, thank you for coming on the show. This yes, has been thank you. awesome. Uh, I, now you guys know what they sound like. These guys, because so quit harassing, quit us. harassing us. No. <laughs> Legitimately, we this show we've been able to do so much more having you guys around. Oh, 100 percent. Having you guys helping us has been, especially, uh, yeah, it's just been a, such a load off. Because I know before uh, before Luke came on board, um, I was burning out pretty hard. Yeah. You know, because I was trying to do something that we just didn't have the resources to do. We didn't have the you know I was trying to be I was trying to be a mysterious universe. And you know those those guys are well they're they're great at what they do and it's it takes a lot but it's, it's a, a team it's who a, does it it's yeah, a team they have a, an entire company behind them yeah, yeah they're a full time job yeah. yeah we have Brennan because yeah. <laughs> I'm useless <laughs> but uh, no but uh, but yeah so no you guys you make our lives so much easier again the show wouldn't we couldn't do the show without you so thank you for the work you do um, I we're hoping to hear more of you on the show I know Luke is prepping uh, his Luke lore segments which yeah I'm looking be, forward to that Luke I really am yeah me too. Bringing it back around to Wendigos. I'm go well. Wendigoag is the plural for Wendigo. That'll be on the uh, Luke lore as well. Just, no, uh, I'm going to dig out the old email and I'm just going to ramble on about all of the little tidbits of folklore we couldn't really fit anywhere because we're very like the Ghost Story guys is very personal story focused. So the Luke lore stuff I'm going to be filling in just like the tidbits and the um, general background stuff that doesn't really fit on the show, but Perfect. is adjacent to what we're talking about. Yeah, that's great. And that those sounds are, like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. And those will be available first to five dollar and up patrons and then they will be uh at, at released on youtube oh cool. so those will be audio files released on youtube and maybe going forward in the future we may even have some video stuff cool uh we don't want to commit to it yet because it's a lot of work yep. but uh we are we're slowly our thoughts are drifting in that direction it just involves being out of the studio a little bit and that's yeah, scary yeah i'll need more fried chicken for that yes <laughs> we'll keep you fueled yeah, that's the only way i get paid <laughs> you, you and me both brother <laughs> All right, guys. Well, again, thank you so much. Hope to have you on here again soon. And uh, I guess that's going to do it. We'll be back in a week with another show. And until then, into the darkness we go. 